You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The award-winning Crunch Time. He hands it off to Daniel Rich. We've seen this before. He wasn't perfectly balanced, but it doesn't matter. The throw in McInerney. Cameron's on the move. He breaks the tackle. Does he kick the goal? Yes! <laughs> and Charlie's got the baby shark and the motorbike. He's got it all going. And, it's on and there's a melee of Frecker. An old-fashioned party. Bailey roves underneath. Opens the goal front and snaps it through. Surely he puts this through from 20 metres out. He's done it so many times. Of course he has. And the game is well and truly off. But Hooley tried more of the same. It didn't work out. McCluggage missed it earlier. Got it! Arms raised. Chris Fagan in triumph. And they come for Hugh McCluggage. Brought to ground as the siren sounds. The Lions have slayed the beasts. They've punctured the aura. They've broken the hoodoo. The first finals win of the Fagan era is a famous one. And it books Brisbane a home preliminary final. And for Richmond, it's the long road. It's the long road to the title defence. The Lions by 15. I think we'll give our group a lot of confidence to win their first final. Um, They've been working hard towards it over a, num- over a number of years now and a, a lot of the, the learnings that I suppose we've gone through over the last three or four years sort of came to fruition tonight. Well, they're very good at Brisbane. They've got great long spoils, so I sort of took our crummers out of the equation. So we tried to adjust a couple of things after after half-time, but it still didn't come off for us as, as well as we would have liked. Look, I, I thought they played very well tonight. Um, you know, they deserve to win. They're a better side of the night. A pulsating night at the Gabba jolts the final series down a different path. The Lions win the plaudits and the associated advantages, while the Tigers stand to be tested like never before. All-Australian fullback Harris Andrews is our headline guest. Adams fight for it. Motlop got it to the boot and trickled it home. Henderson goes up, knocks it to the back. Motlop! Superior speed! A race to the line! Now the kick on the siren, 50 metres out. It's a big kick, it's a straight kick, it's a meaningful kick. Port Adelaide have the lead in the closest of finals. Now Dangerfield, a desperate lunge which he shrugs off. One bounce as he marches through 50. A second, he can run this with a third barring a disaster. Is this the pivotal moment? He runs it across the line for a goal. The Cats desperately needed. He wanted to go quickly. He's got Marshall. He takes the mark. 45 out in the channel. Long range shot. Oh, it's delirium at the Adelaide Oval. Port Adelaide hasn't led the comp from go to woe. 
2020 at Adelaide Oval. The Power book themselves a place in a home preliminary final. It's an exultant roar in the city of churches. Well, for the Cats, it's a familiar failure. Port by 16 points with all the advantages to come. I've sat in these conferences and said regularly this year that we've been more resilient. It takes a bit of nerve, you know, against the quality of the opposition we played against tonight. And I think we're pretty ruthless in the, in the third quarter, was it? I can't even remember, sorry. But, and, um, you know, we, we dominated that quarter in, in, in a fashion that Port Adelaide played. We probably... Kenny's boys ensure one path to the grand final runs through Adelaide Oval after a bruising win to prove their worth. And now it's time for the Eliminators on a loaded Saturday night on both sides of the country. This is Crunch Time. We gather in preparation for St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs, immediately followed by West Coast and Collingwood. Two don't survive and two go on to meet the vanquished so far in this opening week of finals. Crunch time is for cleanaway, stocked out on Lego and McDonald's. The Monopoly game at Maccas is making winners. Jared Whaley with you, Anthony Hudson's with me. We've spent the round together so far. Hello and cheers, it has delivered. It has, Jared. Good afternoon. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you. What a final series so far. It's just a shame we can't be there in person, but we're probably sick of people, probably sick of us hearing us say that, but too exhilarating finals so far and as you said now the sudden death from now on it's finals as its definition it's final if you lose particularly for the western bulldogs and st kilda and getting about a little bit this morning in the warmer weather there was plenty of uh, saints uh, scarves around the area where i live they're getting excited about it whether or not either side can go further is a point of discussion as to who would be a better challenger for the Tigers out of St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs but I think for supporters of both sides it's it's about now, it's about yep. this afternoon and trying to win a final and, and get the enjoyment out of that. Nick Del Santo, welcome to you. A very good afternoon, looking forward to this afternoon and I must say the last two nights of football have been everything that we could ask for. You know, you come into a lot of games throughout the year thinking that you know what the outcome's going to be, thinking that you know, there's going to be a game style that'll hold up against another one. It all goes out the window and I thought Port Adelaide was sensational on Thursday night and then last night the Brisbane Lions come of age. They were harder for longer. They did everything that you wanted to do in a final. They did the fundamentals and I was uh, I have no association with that football club but I sat there being proud of the way that they went about their football. It was a great game. Kenny and Fags, Liam Pickering, Kenny and Fags. Well, they're the flavour of the month if they're not already they will be if their teams continue to deliver the what they're delivering at the moment i mean that was fantastic as uh, just echoing dell's uh, comments uh, very hard not to get impressed by by what brisbane dished up last night and we know what port adelaide did the night before they went in as the one two seeds really on, in rankings and they delivered and i don't think many people picked either of them to win to be honest probably a, a few more picked port adelaide than they did brisbane but most people thought with the record 15 in a row to Richmond, they're just going to do it again. And halfway through the second quarter, it looked like that. And all of a sudden, they found. And they found through some unfamiliar names, really. I think some of the, the lesser lights that um, we'll no doubt talk about today. So how far-reaching? The question of today is how far-reaching are the events of the weekend? And I think specifically last night. Dale, you have first play at it. How far-reaching? 
it's it's significant. It's changed the dynamic of what we thought. Now I thought unless, unless you break for Richmond, it's it's really just yeah. lifted the finals and the possibilities from here. Isn't and I it? think that's the beauty of this season. This is another spanner. This is another thing that we could not predict the way that it would play. And I'm with you. I thought the Tigers were going to get the job done halfway through that second quarter. Even statistically, a lot of the things that they haven't been great at during the year, they were controlling that part of the game. Clearly, being the clearances. But once again, they just kept on their mission. They just kept going at the, the contest the same way. So where to from here? Well, you look at today's game with the Saints and the Dogs. This is significant. And something that I'd like to touch on at some stage and get your input as well, Pickers, is I don't know how much finals experience adds up for how many games it is the equivalent to. Because you know you need 50, 75 games to be a senior, you know, bona fide player. But I think finals add some extra to that. But I think winning a final also adds some extra games under the belt experience. I think it's really significant for both teams today. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they, I know the Bulldogs won the flag four years ago, but the reality is they've got a really young team still. And and the Saints, well, haven't been in it since Dell was probably playing, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, 2011 was so the last time years. we lost. Yeah, nine years. So... Uh, I think that was when Melbourne might have knocked you out, did they? Uh, no, Melbourne? we lost to Sydney. Sydney, lost yeah. Lost to Sydney. So, I mean, it's significant, Jared. It really is. What they were able to do last night under real pressure, under Richmond heat. And what it's done is it's it's thrown into a tailspin the two teams that most people thought were going to make the grand final, Geelong and Port Adelaide. And now it's like it's a hard way. It's a long way home from here. And to think that Richmond, have by losing last night, they're, they're going to have the worst trip. Like, having to go to beat Port Adelaide and Adelaide is tough. And what I loved in the highlights that we played as we were coming into the show, the crowds, they're having an impact. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt yep. about that. Port Adelaide's crowd was vicious. And I thought it was fantastic to hear. And also, um, yeah, last night with Brisbane, that was a nice roar at that ground. So well done to both of them. Oh, it's a great venue. I feel like as a commentator, first couple of times, I've actually started losing my voice yes. at the end of a game. You're <laughs> probably going over the top because it's like, what is this, having this crowd? But it is. it, it certainly exhilarated the finals. Can, can I ask the... If Tom Lynch plays last night, is the result the same? Ooh. I think it is. Yeah, really difficult. I, I think he structures them up differently. Now, Chole was in that role for the majority of last night's game. The connection. We always speak about the connection, the good and the bad of the teams that work well through the half-back line, particularly through the middle of the ground, and then ultimately your options going forward. I mean, Jack wasn't at his very best last night. Is that because his wingman wasn't there? Were they running to different positions? Were players that were under more pressure than they had been in previous weeks, kicking it differently? Possibly. But by saying that, how do you put a measurement on it? Like, how do you really know if Tom Lynch was going to make a difference? Well, it made a difference to what Harris Andrews was able to do. Absolutely. Well, that's, that'll be a, well, be a good interview to have the chat with him about the planning that goes into, yeah, firstly, him getting up for the game because I think originally Risky. we thought no chance, but Lynch will probably play yeah. and it ended up flipping. So yep. now both, he was a massive inclusion. He's, he played so well. Mm. And then, of course, obviously, uh, without Lynch there, it really left Jack one on two, really. Did. When the ball came in long and high. So that made it hard for him. So you did come away from last night feeling like it deserves a rematch. It, it's it's a long way from getting there, though, isn't it? Mm. It's, it does bring to mind Hawthorne's year when they lost to West Coast and we gathered the next morning and the path to the prelim had to run back through Perth. So they had to go there twice if they were going to do it, and they did, and reverse the result. And even before that, the Brisbane Lions lost to Collingwood in the qualifying final on the way to their third. So the Dynasty Premiership, which is the third one, has always been hard won, as it turns out, and now that's the task that does confront Richmond. Yeah, it does. Um, but uh, you wouldn't write them off from doing oh, it. No, I, no. I know they've got to go through Port Adelaide, and that is extre- that is going to be extremely difficult, and they'd have the confidence from having beaten them pretty pretty soundly, you know, 
definitely deserve to beat them, but a few different personnel. And as we saw, all the, the results earlier in the year have been reversed so far. <laughs> Don't worry about the results from earlier in the year. We've seen that just go straight out the window. Yeah. So on that front, Bulldogs will probably beat St Kilda today because I think the Saints did a round number two. on it. It was round two. That was, I started to watch ago. that game and thought, what am I even what? watching it for, <laughs> to be honest? It's, it's that much changed since they last played. Even if they played four, four weeks ago, yeah. it's still a long time. Things change. There are different players out there now. And... And it's all about getting momentum going into the finals. And now these two teams that have won on Thursday and Friday, Port Adelaide and Brisbane, so have got them. Who should, who's the favourite, do you think, now? Do you think it's Brisbane because they have the home ground in the grand final? Oh, yeah, you probably, yeah. yeah or is well, it Port Adelaide? It's either one of them two. There's not much between them, in my view. They should. I think they are one and two in the premiership race, but uh, from a, from a um, betting point yeah, of view I'm or sure an odds are. point of view. But, no, I'd still think Port Adelaide. That's my view. I thought their win was, was full of merit as well. Who would yours be? Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, I mean, I've been bullish on Port for a couple of years and I feel like you've been let down, but they've shown so many good signs. I look at Port Adelaide in particular and think what wins finals games and what wins grand finals. And it's that hard-nosed inside midfielders. It's a bit of polish on the outside. It's a sturdy defence and some match winners up front. And I think that they tick more boxes than any other team in the comp at the moment. Where would you be, Hutto? I'm, th- I'm with Brisbane, actually. I, I didn't tip them last night. I, I wanted to. Gary did. He had the courage to do I just couldn't tip against Richmond. But I, for that very reason, they're going to have the grand final at home. I mean, it's a significant advantage. They're going to have the – I know you know, it's grand final day and you've got to perform. But I think they've come that far that I'd, I'd be with Brisbane. But having said that, I'm not riding off – I'm not – dismissing Richmond at all and, uh, and neither Geelong so I think they're all they're all still in the race that's why the results we've got uh, are so fantastic and who's to say that the winner out of say uh, I don't think anyone probably thinks that the winner of today could be a challenger but if West Coast beats Collingwood and looks good doing it then that'd be every chance of beating Geelong well, then, it's, then it's Groundhog Day to last year isn't it mm. the same thing Cats have a, 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 an upset loss really if you like mm. last year I mean I don't think it was an upset the other night but and West Coast have, you know, come and play them in the next round, thinking that everyone thinks they're going to walk through the Cats, and the Cats were able to handle them. So, yeah, they'll be trying to reverse that if they win today. And they've got to get through Collingwood yet. And I don't think that's any walk in the park either. No. What, what, what about you, Jared? No, I think I'd have Brisbane because Port still have to deal with Richmond. Yeah, yep. um, I, yeah R- Richmond will do it harder, but uh, they're to be regarded, I think, in the, in the guise of those Lions and Hawthorne sides for the moment. So they're really dangerous in the pack and... Um, so you can almost say tip Brisbane, but whoever wins out of Port and Richmond are going to be, you know, it's yeah. going to be at least an oh, equal absolutely. chance. So you sort it? of want one foot in the grand final <laughs> yeah. before you worry about who's the, it's no good being the favourite if you're not there. Well, you look at the teams that have gone the long way to ultimately go on to win a grand final. 2006, the Eagles did it. Yeah, well, 2015, the... the Hawks did it. Well, 05 and 06, they both, they yes, both did it in reverse Sydney and, and West And then Coast. the Dogs did it because they had to coming from seventh. So it's not that common for someone like the Tigers to go and play the extra game to ultimately get there. But one for you, Hutto. Yeah, well, I just want, if you're a Victorian team, I know both Richmond and Geelong desperately wanted to win, but, but given they're in the hubs, and I guess that applies today, that now applies to the other teams as well, but they didn't have the double chance, in a way, is it better to keep playing? Because it's it's a long time in the yeah. hubs not playing. I don't th- Look, I know just from, a, from being a Cats man, I, I, I don't like it when Geelong have breaks. I don't like <laughs> it. I never think we come back well as a team. So I don't think it will hurt the Cats to play again next week. If they win, I think they'll be in a much better place to, to front Brisbane in the prelim. That's what you'll be telling yourself. Internally, well, yeah, yeah, 100, the, the continuity of the week-in, week-out preparation, you recover, you prepare, you play. So that's exactly the conversation that you would be having. And whether it's a positive spin, whether it's a bit of mind games on yourself and your own players, whatever it may be, that's absolutely the conversation you're having. Yep, agree. 
So what of Richmond last night? So their ill-discipline in yeah. the first half was incredibly I costly. I like them. And it's not the first time. I mean, well, they, they did it against Port Adelaide and, they, and Adelaide and yeah. they've done it against Brisbane and at the Gabba. players, and not to highlight anyone in particular, but you look at someone like Dusty Martin, going back a year or two ago, Levi Greenwood from Collingwood would get under his skin. I think it was Nick Robinson from yeah. – he did the same. Dusty gives away free kicks. Go back to the uh, GWS game where he ultimately gets reported and has a couple of weeks off. But he hasn't when, been targeted. I, I'm nah, still he surprised be. he hasn't been targeted in that way. Well, that no Nick one, Robertson gave was it an outlier, is yeah. it? Because no one really followed up but on more it. More than that, no one played on him for the first 30 minutes last night. I couldn't believe that. Explain that to anybody, how was, that could possibly happen with the record <laughs> that he's got against that team for the last five years. I listened to Matty Rendell on the radio yesterday. He was having a chat with Dwayne, and he was mentioning about Martin. If you don't get someone to sit on him... Mm. You're just you're, – you're making a rod for your own back. You're, you are absolutely going to get destroyed. And that happened in the first it 30 did. minutes. It did. He was just doing what he wanted to. Once they tightened up on him, but if ever a player needs to be locked down with a niggling type opponent, it is Dusty because Dusty's a match winner. The, the picket free kick, the second 50 within that passage of play was just un- – you use the word undisciplined, unacceptable. It was just ridiculous. There was nothing else that could possibly come from that bump other than a 50. What's the, it was just dumb. What's the flip side of it? it, that, was, you, it was dumb. that you bump someone and get away with it? Yeah. I just couldn't see. And this is where But you're applying logic to it, though, Dale. I know. And that's <laughs> to the heat of the moment and, you know, <laughs> sitting back and being a little bit more composed than you are in the heat of the game. But that's the ones that frustrate you. I mean, sometimes you give away a 50. You're a little bit late on a contest. There is some that you can tolerate. That one, that's completely selfish behaviour. Oh, it is. And, and in big games and big finals, undisciplined football costs you every time. And Lockie Neal every time. hadn't had a huge influence on the game. He goes back and kicks that one from 55. That was a big kick. A huge kick. That was a huge Maybe kick. Maybe his longest kick of his life. This yeah. is a man that's the best, possibly one of the better duck-back short kickers in the competition. <laughs> I, I gave him no chance from 55. But it was just the context of the match. It yeah. was such a big kick because uh, Richmond were there and they were right there and that just gave a little bit of Oomph, if you like, to the Brisbane uh, the Brisbane Lions. It was sort of the, it was the perfect way for Brisbane, I think, to uh, validate themselves, not to us, but to themselves. So they kicked straight early. They got themselves into the game. Then they had to survive fifteen minutes of pure onslaught, where many a team would have conceded two or three goals and gone down. They they held at the one goal deficit, and then then they made their move. They outplayed Richmond in the third quarter, and then they had to hold their nerve, and they didn't look. Uh, did, necessarily, they, did, did they hold their nerve? I, I think just by winning, you do hold your nerve. Mm. So next time, I don't think they. I, I don't <laughs> they disagree didn't quite with it. Freeze, but, but, but yeah, I don't disagree. The result is that they're better next time. But I don't think they held their nerve. Really, did they? You think I they mean, he's held on? Kicks, that goal counts, and it's really game on. And who knows what would have happened from there? It was a moments. It was a moments game. I thought there were so many Brisbane players in big moments. Did big things, yeah, and young players for that. Yeah, thought like McLuggage under real pressure was superb. I thought Daniel Rich played as tough a game as I remember him playing. I must say, mm. I thought he was fantastic last night. We know how good Andrews was. Barry's a, a, a ripper. Zach Bailey bobs up when you need yeah. him to. Uh, and Rayner, I thought, I know for Andy five had, disposals, big impact, a, wasn't it? He had an impact yeah. because he is as clean as a whistle around the ball, and the he's a bo- and he's a body. He's yeah. a body, and I, I love the way they've gone about this and built this list. Yeah, well, Gaz made the point about Rayner going into the game, didn't he, last night? He reckons, he said for the last month, it felt like he's started to really use his body more now. Like you're saying, like he's a big yeah, big boy, starting to mature. I'm sure he'll get more of the footy as time goes on, but he's use, he's got the confidence in his body, I think. Do you know what I reckon he'll end up being? Dusty Martin. Nah, Petraka. Oh, yeah? 
I reckon it'll. It's going to take him about the same amount of time to get it. Yep. That you've got to be fitter than that, Cam. You've got to get your body into a position where, you, if you want to play midfield, you've got to show us with your running and your your preparation, etc. And that's what's happened with Petraka. Enough was enough at the end of last year. Go away and get super fit. He's come back. He's won their best and fairest. All Australian. You know, had a ripping season. And I reckon these kids are very similar player. So powerful, so hard to tackle. Uh, and if he gets himself into a really good mindset, I, I think he can be a real weapon. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head about the way that you can use your body. Now, it's more than just physically bumping people, but it's accepting tackles. So when you think about yeah. Petrarca, you think about Dusty and Ollie Wines, I thought was superb at this on Thursday he night. Was. He forces them to do an effective tackle. Now, if it is a really good tackle, they can still get their arms up. They're strong enough to give it off on their own terms rather than this rushed handball, which we often see in finals. I think it's a great comparison. But as you said, it takes time. It takes time yeah, it for does. Cam Rainer to realise that he's stronger than the average player. I mean, he's only in his second or third year, but his well, body's he, built. Is he go, ever going to get as much of the ball as Petraka? I, I would well, still... We, we, keep him we, we playing just, half forward. But Petraka was able to get more of the he ball. He wasn't getting anywhere near the ball he's getting now. No, not he, he anywhere near. He was getting teens. He was getting teens yeah, last Petra- year. Uh, Rainer's getting eight. Yeah, of course he is, because he's not fit enough to play in the midfield. Yeah. So he's all his time, he might go in for a stoppage or two, all his time is spent in the forward line. Mm. Go through every forward in every final. How many are they all getting? Yeah. They're not getting much of the ball. Yeah, I'm talking about and over the, and then I think probably, he will, Hutto. And then yeah, you probably look right. at Cam Rainer's role in the team. You've got Hipwood, McStay, Charlie Cameron. There's three off the top of my head that are probably getting the ball kicked to them before Rainer is. He's probably your best case third, fourth option when you're going forward. Now, he can create mismatches, but I'm probably more with you pickers. Mm. What, what, what it, about it can what, turn quickly. What Brisbane did to Richmond last night, I think, it, I mean, you know, we've been waiting for teams to unpick Richmond, so that's probably not fully ever going to happen while well, they've got the players they've got in the system they've got. But for them not to take any intercept marks for the whole night, mm. that was astonishing. So really. this was how Gaz set it up in the preview, is you had to keep the defenders accountable. Mm. And Berry went to Flostone certainly after half time and they really did for the most part. There were moments, obviously, um, early where it didn't happen. But for the most part, they did keep them strictly accountable. And there's one, um, I think it's the Bailey goal where yes. he gets away from. Um, oh, the one where he squares back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaden Short. Yeah, and... Yeah, so and they let Bailey go, and they paid for it with a mm. goal. So they, well, there were—I don't know whether it's transferable, but mm. for the Lions, they can do it yeah. again. And that and suits their forward line because they don't have the, the their forward. They don't rely on their big key forwards to take lots of big marks, do they? So if, if all they've got to do, if all Oscar when he's down there and McStay and Hip would have got to do is just make sure that they're accountable and mm. compete. And then the small guys go to work. Well, I know it's, it's easy to say that and say they've done it once. Can other teams do it? Not sure. Yeah, well, they haven't been opened up since 2018 when Mason Cox got yep, old. Yep. That's the only time they've really been opened up in a finals in the last three years. Actually opened up. Like last night, they were still competitive. They were really yeah. good. They were still good last night. So that, and that's I think the win is more meritorious because they didn't open them up. They didn't beat them in the... Cox performance. No, so the Cox didn't. performance will never be replicated. Not by well, him. <laughs> what, what, the li- what the Lions did, they could comfortably replicate in three yeah. weeks' time yeah. if it needs again. They don't yeah. need to change any part of it. They're not relying on any fluker's aspect to what they did last night. There's not a single thing they they would go, oh, gee, played out of his skin. He won't yeah. be doing that again. No, yeah. I, I thought their crumbing last night was superb. Them playing the percentages and staying in the priority spots around the big... I, I thought Oscar McInerney is one of the most improved players in oh, the competition. And I, I, I don't say this from a smart aleck point of view, but it wasn't that long ago that you were worried that he couldn't coordinate his own running style, that you were concerned that he couldn't get his arms to time the football. 
He only had nine disposals last night. He was important. But you speak about bringing that ball to ground. I thought their crummers were so significant. Charlie Cameron, we always speak about the speed that he went through stoppages, the speed that he was hitting the uh, the contest. We spoke about Bailey as well. Like That goal was fast. And they're really hard to defend when you're – not that you're ever expecting slow play, but your head is on a swivel defensively. You can't watch the ball and try and predict and support a teammate when you know you've got someone running 30-odd kilometres an hour. I just thought their speed at the stoppages was significant. Their, le- significant. their leg speed in, in both wins so far, Port Adelaide's win and also um, Brisbane's last night, their speed was really noticeable. Yeah, Like Geelong looks slow. On Thursday night, they looks like there were a couple of times where it went out the back. Um, oh boy, <laughs> the Cats player has been run straight past. Luckily, a ball goes out of bounds or whatever it may be. But and I thought a bit the same last night. The way the, the leg speed of some of these younger players, in particular for Brisbane, I thought was really significant. Well, Col- Coleman's second quarter just was was good. Like the pressure that yep, he applied, it was good. And that you know, even from a Geelong point of view, you make you think. Well, I know Brad Close is only a eight gamer, but they could kind of you know teams need to have. Dangerous player that's got mm. genuine speed. Yeah, well, and he might he might get a look in for the next game. He, he just mowed. I'm not sure. When you're coming up against completely different teams. You are, yeah. Richmond, look, I think Richmond will think, we get another crack at those blokes, we're beating them. That's what they'll think. Mm. Of course, yeah. We've just got to do it the hard way now. We've got to get through St Kilda or, or Bulldogs, and then we're going to get through Port Adelaide and Adelaide. So I reckon if they turn up grand final day and it's Richmond versus Brisbane, they're real, real... They're giving themselves a massive Who chance are you tipping? That's one I was going to fire at you before. You, you still think the Tigers are a massive chance. If they do get back to the Gabba in uh, three weeks' time and they've got the Brisbane Lions, who would you, who's favourite? It's impossible really now to know that because you'd have to watch Richmond play over the next two weeks. But if they're going to get there, yeah. I'd probably be tipping Richmond. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? The finals format for 40 Winks Serious About Sleep, this AFL finals series. So Richmond will play the winner of the St Kilda Bulldogs game, which goes first in the twilight today in Geelong plays the winner of West Coast and the Pies. That rounds out the day's action. That's the evening game from Perth. Any size mattress is the price of a single at 40 Winks. Harris Andrews, the All-Australian fullback. How did he get up for last night? How's he pulled up the day after? What's the excitement like in Brisbane? We will sample that next on Crunch Time for Clean Away. Up your disposal efficiency with Clean Away. The award-winning crunch time. The award-winning crunch time. It was the Lions over the Tigers last night in the qualifying final by 15 points. Now the week off and a home preliminary final to contemplate. You're listening to Crunch Time for Clean Away, Stockdale and Lego and McDonald's. The Monopoly game at Maccas is making winners. Harris Andrews is the All-Australian fullback. He joins Jared Waitley, Anthony Hudson, Liam Pickering and Nick Del Santo. Harris, congratulations and welcome. Good morning, get better. Uh, we got you there, Harris. <laughs> <laughs> We've got you on the air. I can't hear you. Sorry, guys. Nah, let's play around and, and find him. He uh, was good to have there last night, wasn't he, Dell? It was. He, he he structures them up. And now we always speak often about the forwards, and we, we just touched on that whether Tom Lynch was going to play. But when you get a key defender and the confidence that he gives his other defenders, knowing that you don't have to roll off and support him all the time, you're back in your key defender to get the job done one-on-one. Significant. Was it risky? That's one of the first yeah, questions we'll find out. Him. Harris, can you hear us? What am I doing here? <laughs> he's got himself. Winning finals, that's what you're doing. He's got him, got us on mute, I think. 
by the sounds of it. You have to rattle around and make that work. Uh, and he was he was right back the way that he plays. Intercept marking. He's, he's a long spoiler, well, which Damien Hardwick yeah. noted in the aftermath. This is something that Craig Jennings has been talking about over and over, is you have to set different layers to him. And, and Hardwick was really specific that, that he brought them undone with his depth of spoiling. Yeah, it was a very good point. And the support that came out. I think Daniel Rich did it a handful of times. And... As Pick has touched on him before about how significant he was. Now, I don't know whether it's a tactic to try and punch it as far as he would. You, you wonder why they don't do that more often. But the small forwards in particular for the Tigers last night, Hutto didn't have a huge influence. But at the other end of the ground, I think it was all the small forwards for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, he's well, we know what a what a player he is, don't we? Harrison, what a difference he makes. So, because um, it was interesting, Terry Wallace had actually the move really of of uh, Leicester onto Revolt was was it was the mm. really important one, wasn't it? Because that then allowed Gardner to to be available to play on Dusty when he needed to, and and Harris to do what he did. Yeah, and it was really important that Harris Andrews was able to do as he does, which is read the play, intercept, get a fist in, all the good things that a good defender does, and. Hardwick's point was really good. Like was was a really important point because if you clear that initial area, and you and your blokes know that when he gets his fist on, it's going twenty meters, not two meters. That's, it makes a huge difference how you set up. Why don't they do it more often then? Oh, was it <laughs> that, feels so like the, that feels like the argument in the centre bounce. Why don't they <laughs> beat Clark Keating <laughs> more often? <laughs> yeah, yes. no, but, but it was significant last night and we identified it straight away. Say, okay, this looks like they are trying to thump this thing as far as they can. A lot of times they didn't even go for the mark, which is unusual this day and age. But, do, but why it, this one in particular? Is it? Is it they just can't, some blokes just can't do it? Maybe. You know, they're, they're prepared to just get a fist down or a little hand in or whatever it well, may be. It probably helps if you're six foot seven and a half, well, doesn't it? Exactly. He's going to get there. And... Exactly. He's got a long arm. He's got a gadget arm. He, <laughs> he just does. puts it right out and away it goes. But he's got great timing with his with his spoiling. Mm. So could could Richmond win with the 2017 model, which they sort of had last night, when, when Jack's the only key forward? Could that, can that still, given, I reckon the... The zone defences, if you like, have got even better, haven't they? The, in the last three or four years since then, so that if the ball is coming up in the air, I think he needs a partner in crime. If mm. it was just Jack, well, I mean, it's it, not going to happen anyway because Lynch will be back. Of course but, he will. Yeah. But if it was Jack and Caddy, mm. I mean, Caddy can go in the air. I mean, if it's just a whole heap of little blokes, it's a bit, bit hard on him. Because the the team, the defenders now can just ignore that other player if, if he's not a really viable. Well, that's what they'll do. Yeah. That's what that's what good defences. That's what Richmond do. Richmond just ignore the bike that's not getting used. We know where it's going. It's going to, you know, Charlie Dixon or it's going to Hawkins or it's going to Hipwood. We're just going to leave him. We'll leave our man and we'll back in our system. And that's what they do. Uh, so a lot of players are actually standing around not doing anything when it comes to Richmond defend like that. So they had done back to them last night. Yeah. The, the Tigers' defence in particular, and what we saw last night, is the Tigers' defence, they prey on silly players. They go into irrelevant positions, play positions that are non-threatening, whether it's wide, whether it's too close to the kicker. And they sag off, and Pickers is spot on. You can run up there all day. You're not going to get the football. And if you do, we can still defend it in that part of the ground. We're rolling back, and that's why they always look like they have a spare defender. I think we're right now. Harris Andrews, have we got you there? You got me there, fellas. Sorry <laughs> much about that. better, much better. Congratulations on last night. Is, is there a buzz in what you've achieved? Uh, yeah, I think there is. Um, it's obviously exciting to get our first finals win for um, 11 or 12 years. And, um, you know, it was really exciting to obviously beat Richmond for the first time in nearly 15 years. So, yeah, it's a great, great result for the club last night. And um, we're just really excited to um, prepare for the next couple of weeks and, and ready for the prelim. How did Chris Fagan handle it in the aftermath with you? Uh, he was good. He's, um, he's really obviously quite emotional out on the ground. Like, he's really happy for the boys and 
proud of the effort. And, um, you know, after the game, he sort of just settled us all down a little bit and, um, you know, turned our focus to the next opportunity. And We've got a good couple of weeks to be able to train well and um, work on some things that we think we can work on. And, and from there, we'll obviously get ready to go for the prelim. So, yeah, he, he was pretty pumped and, and so were the rest of the coaching staff. I think before we delve into the game, we'd all love to know the timelines. Is Did you feel at various stages that you would miss the first final, Harris, with the hamstring? Or at what stage did the confidence turn that you'd get there? Um, yeah, I guess, obviously, when I sort of first got the news that it was going to be five or six weeks, um, you know, I was just going off of what those guys said. And I hadn't, hadn't done a hamstring the way um, that I'd done that against the Pies that night. And, um, I don't know, probably got to a couple, maybe two weeks after it had happened and I was running pretty quickly and getting some, some good speed in and good strength in. And, um, you know, then it was probably, you know, turned my attention to potentially being right to go for the first final. And um, the fact that we had that bye week at the end of the season was a blessing, I guess, in the sense that we got an extra week to, to get the body right. So, um, yeah, it was really positive. I've pulled up absolutely fantastic and had no issues last night. So, yeah, that's a huge positive for us. Do you have to convince the medical staff? Evidently, the medical staff stepped in on Tom Lynch and said, no, he thought he was playing, and then the medical staff just said, no, it's not going to happen. How? Do, what's that dynamic like for player and medico? Yeah, oh, I think um, they're obviously the experts in that in that sense, so I'm just sort of listening to what they're saying. And um, As a footy club and, and a um, performance staff, they do an awesome job of um, setting some really good benchmarks, and we do a heap of testing sort of when we roll into the pre-season and roll into the normal season um, of, you know, hamstring testing and um, obviously getting up to speed and that sort of thing. So there's plenty of data there. And if, um, you know, as an athlete, if you can achieve that data that you've achieved when you're at 100%, then, um, you know, they, they typically give you the, the all clear to go. So, um, you know, I am obviously did relatively well in my rehab and they run a really great program up here with um, Selwyn Griffith as the head of rehab. So I was really grateful for being able to work alongside those guys and um, get back as quickly as I did. Well, congratulations, Harris. You've played really well last night. And it was a fantastic win. The advantage that did you feel there's an advantage? The importance of having that familiarity around around Brisbane. So your grounds, your rooms, uh, you're sleeping in your own bed. How's that been for you and and the team? Is it making things easier in the finals? Um. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit in the sense that we've been, you know, at home during the season, but like each team's played at the Gabba um, and been up here for, for the same amount of period of time that we have this year and um, it's probably just the same as what, say for example a, a Melbourne club would face when you know they get to play the majority of their finals and games down in, in Melbourne on a regular season so, um, you know, we, we've obviously had to travel in the past and I don't think when you get out there on the ground um, and playing Playing the game, there's too much difference. Obviously, you've got a little bit more Brisbane crowd up here as opposed to in Melbourne, but um, yeah, that'd probably be the only biggest difference for mine. How did you feel with the crowd last night? It was it was beaming through the television, and a bit like Port Adelaide on the Thursday night, it really felt like the there was a real vibe that's trying to get behind their team. It was, yeah, it was absolutely electric. I think there was 25 or 26 thousand in last night. Um, yeah, when Richie kicked that first goal in the first minute, um, they were going off. So we're really grateful for the support that Brisbane supporters and obviously probably Brisbane as a, as a city, um, they've really gotten behind us this year and uh, we're really grateful for that. Harris, we were just speaking about your style of play and the way that the Brisbane Lions defenders in particular spoiled the ball. How specific was it last night going into the game knowing a massive spoil, a spoil out of bounds, for example, or a long spoil, was so specific to take their small forwards out of the game, being the Tigers? Yeah, they, 
they've obviously got a really dangerous small forward brigade and um, probably in the past their small forwards have been able to get involved and try and get the ball going forward. So, um, yeah, there was a bit of a focus there in the sense we wanted to get some really strong kills on the ball and, and try and take away those smaller plays and just get over that next into the next line of players. Um, you know, we felt like we were able to do that at, at times and probably other times where we weren't able to and, you know, they were able to get the ball through us and kick goals. So um, it's always... You know, you always want to implement that sort of style against teams that have really dangerous small forward lines, and um, that seems to be most teams these days just with the style of the game. So um, that's something that we continue to work on. Was there something tactically that you went into last night's game changing from the round 10 loss to the Tigers? Uh, not too much structurally, I don't think. We we probably took away some things around taking our opportunities. It, it helps a lot, obviously, when you kick a little bit straighter um, the way we did last night than that round 10 game but um, yeah from a from a back six point of view there wasn't probably too much it was it was more just winning our contests and um, you know trying to get that ball forward and, and playing the game in our front half We heard Fags during the week speaking about on the whiteboard I believe that it was about crossing off the teams that you hadn't beaten for a while can you tell us about that? Yeah yeah we um, we've organised that a couple of years ago just um, you know we, we've sort of set ourselves a goal to try and knock off all the teams in the comp and um, you know we haven't been able to do that obviously until last night when we, we beat Richmond I think we knocked off Collingwood earlier this year um, which we hadn't beaten in my time in the club so um, you know it's really exciting to be able to you know beat those teams and, um, yeah we've just got to keep building and, and trying to win those games so has he got something else organised from now you've beaten Richmond it's only the qualifying final you, you better get something else to cross off Bettany Nah, yeah, we'll be right. I think the, the motivation playing in the prelim, um, no doubt that'll probably take precedence. And I think the boys are just really excited to um, have a couple have a couple of days off over this weekend, watch watch the Savos games and tonight's game, and see what's going on. And then um, you know put in some really good training over the next week or two and, and prepare ourselves for that game because it's, it's an exciting time to, to be playing footy. If you see Chris go on the uh, in on the whiteboard there, Harrison, he, he starts drawing something that looks like a shark. You know what he's going to channel <laughs> that Hawthorne win of two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, he, he certainly done a great job of that. And um, some of the learnings he's taken from from the Hawks, his time at the Hawks, and obviously with Hodgie being up up, up here from the last couple of years, um, we've taken some good learnings from that. And yeah, we're really lucky having him. Just back to the spoiling for a minute. Did you actually do drills on spoiling the ball certain distances or anything like that? Uh, I wouldn't say particularly drills. It's probably more just the coach kicking high balls into you and practicing um, the art. I think a little bit of the, the PIWS gets taken out of it. Um, you know, that spoiling such an easy thing to do. But, yeah, you've got to work on it because, as I said earlier, like the, the small forwards are so dangerous these days and they don't need a lot of opportunities to kick goals from tight angles. So, um I guess our ability as a back six to spool the ball well, get it going in um, directions away from goal is pretty important. I felt like we were able to do that pretty well last night. Can I ask you about one particular play last night? This is out of pure curiosity. The Steph Martin free kick that he got late in the game, <laughs> 35, 40 metres out, and then chose to pass it to the pocket. Did you speak about that post-game at all? Uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't talk to him, obviously. I think um, maybe Fags talked to him on the bench and, I think, uh, I think he might have given his reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm not exactly sure what was sort of going through his mind. Obviously, we just wanted to take some time off the clock, but um, he probably saw Charlie there and backed Charlie to kick the goal. And, um, you know, we'll be better for that incident, I guess. And hopefully we can just learn from it for, for the games coming up.
You'd be you'd be thrilled to get Charlie back into a bit of touch there, Harris, last night because he he's he's exciting. We know that, but he hit the scoreboard and he was really really exuberant last night. He was, yeah. I think um, you know he probably hasn't kicked the amount of goals this year that he has kicked in the past, but um, certainly from a team perspective, I feel like he's had a greater impact this year. Like he does doing a lot of selfless stuff. Um, Putting some serious pressure on opposition defenders when they're moving the ball out of the out of the back fifty, which makes like my job a lot easier. And um, we're really grateful for having him at the club. And obviously, he's such a live wire being able to play in front of a, a packed Gabba um, and get them going pretty early on in the game. It, it's a huge huge benefit for us. So um, yeah, we really enjoy what he's brought to the table. And you know, it's obviously nice for him to kick some goals, but um, he certainly knows that we appreciate you know, all the selfless and smaller things that he does for our team. And he knows now that Collingwood play West Coast later tonight. <laughs> I did, yeah. I saw, um, I think he might have put a tweet out, so I wasn't he too did. sure, so I followed up with him and um, he clarified that. <laughs> He's probably just a little bit pumped after the game last night and the brain wasn't ticking over quite as well as what he wanted, but, um, you know, he felt a little bit remorseful and <sighs> I'm sure we'll get on with it. It's all good fun. All Harris, good. congratulations. We can't wait to see what comes next with the Lions. Thanks, fellas, for having me. All Australian fullback Harris Andrews. Uh, we'll uh, have a bit more on what's coming this afternoon and uh, a few of the broader issues on crunch time in a moment. The Pies are in the West, have been all week. They described it as a business trip. I'm sure they've packed their gear in their Samsonite business bags, working from anywhere with a Samsonite business bag. This is crunch time for Beaumont Tiles, exclusive bathroom packages from Beaumont's. Four grand a lot and identify as specialised in asbestos, mould, air quality and environmental services. The award-winning crunch time. The award-winning crunch time. You're listening to Crunch Time for Clean Away. Stocked out on Lego and McDonald's. The Monopoly game at Macca's is making winners. Jared Waitley, Anthony Hudson, Nick Del Santo, Liam Pickering. Let's get the Bet Deluxe updates with Paul Sebastiani, Australian-owned and operated Gamble Responsibly. And over to Randwick as well. The Epsom Handicap Group 1 time-honoured mile race. Star of the Seas. Another Chris Waller run has been really well back with us at Bet Deluxe. And our clashes tonight in the AFL finals, it's the Saints versus the Bulldogs. The Saints are about a dollar sixty favourites, so really well back with us. And West Coast come up a dollar forty-three favourites to knock off the Magpies in those do-or-die finals. Head to betdeluxe.com.au to place all your bets. Serious betting for serious punters. Gamble responsibly. Bet Deluxe, the online bookmaker. Punters go to betdeluxe.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Very elegant has won the Turnbull in a thrilling mm. four-way drive for the line. So I'm sure she'll be Caulfield Cup favourite off the back of that. Uh, maybe a bit broader on the foot issues before we zero in on tonight as our broadcasts take over. What's happening at North Melbourne, Dell? Are you worried by what's transpiring oh, there? I've been asked a lot about this. Now, the first thing I will say is the stories that we're hearing and what is actually happening there was so different to when I was there three or four years ago. Oh, I'm struggling to relate to it, and a lot of people are asking me, you know, has it always been like that? Has that always been the feel? And my honest answer is no. Now, one of the big differences, as we all know at football clubs, when you're winning, life's good. So fortunately for my three years there, prelim, prelim and a final series. So all of that sort of paints over any issues that may be behind closed doors. But yeah, I am a little bit concerned. You know, just some friends that are still playing football there that aren't enjoying their time, that are looking elsewhere. But more than that, you know, and I understand that 
the, the landscape of football changed because of a financial point of view, but, you know, six coaches have all of a sudden have gone. So, yeah, I am, I'm concerned on, on a greater scale rather than just my personal interest in what that footy club um, was for me for a few years. So, oh. Pickers, you're obviously tied up in it to some degree, but uh, have you seen this before? Not that I can remember, no. I mean, they had a broom went through the joint last year and then they've taken a new broom out <laughs> and pushed that next lot out. Yeah. So I don't know what they're, what the, I don't know what message they're selling their, their players and and their supporters, to be perfectly honest. I mean, they go and get Jade Rawlings on a three-year deal as a senior assistant coach and a year later he's, he's gone. All the blokes that, that Reece Shaw bought in, Scotland and all these, got gone. So there must be some sort of a cunning plan that I'm not across. So who's pulling the strings then? Oh, it sounds to me like the board. Mm. That's what it sounds like. I, I, mean, I, I don't know officially, but I, I was staggered with the Jade one. I know, look, I look after Jade and he's a mate of mine and whatever, but the reality is, is he's a very good coach. He's a very well-credentialed coach. And if they're going to start again, they're going to have to start again with a whole new group. Yeah. And the, from a player's perspective, what's the path forward? Because you can't get rid of everybody with currency that's a senior player because all of a sudden – you have a list like a lot of teams have had in the past with just too many young players. Who's the educator? Who's mm. going to be there to advise and get the right standards Monday to Friday, more importantly, well, so, so they can go on to be decent footballers? How many players can you bring in of any quality as well? Like, if you bring in young kids, you've got the problem you're talking about. Yep. And if you bring in a whole lot of sort of medium-level players, well, are you, you any know, better than the medium-level players you had? You know, you know what you are? You're Carlton, Dennis Page exactly. first year. Yeah. So this is an interesting, and it's the right moment to raise it because the raised earth that Carlton did should have been the ultimate cautionary tale. Never go down this path, and it feels like North Melbourne's going down that path. So they collapsed with Brisbane. So they were 2014, Carlton 13th, Brisbane 15th, Carlton 18th, Brisbane 17th, Carlton 14th, Brisbane 17th, Carlton 16th, Brisbane 18th. This is by 2017. 2018, Carlton 18th, Brisbane 15th. 2019, Carlton 16th, Brisbane 2nd. 2020, Carlton 11th, Brisbane into a home preliminary final. Mm. So the Carlton way is the ultimate cautionary tale. Yeah, it is. And, and it looks like North Melbourne's going down that path. I, I, I'm staggered by, by what's transpired. 11 players. And look, a lot of those players, you could probably say, yeah, yeah probably yeah. fair but enough. But it's not going to just be in. 11, though. It's going to well, be way so more than that. Of course there's going to be more because now they've said, you, you, Ben Brown, off you go. Uh, we're hearing Higgins is on his way out and... Oh, so how do they get that amount? How do you physically get? So say the list goes from forty-five to forty-two. So that's how do you physically? Go how do you physically get that amount of players back in the door if you've culled eleven with a couple more to go? We've only got one to come in at the moment that we know of. That's Bonner. Is that right? Not Bonner. Uh, Core. Aiden Core. Aiden Core. Sorry, uh, the only one that I know that they've landed. Have they landed anyone else that we don't know about? Not yet. No. And what's what's going to be the plan? What's going to be the plan? Are they bringing in Paul Roos? And if so, is it what does that mean? Yeah. We're bringing in Jared Crouch and we're bringing in all these Sydney guys. Is that what we're doing? I, I don't know what the club's doing. I do you, genuinely don't know. Do you think they need to get on the front foot now? At the moment, it looks like not a PR disaster, but there's so many questions and so many areas of their list, playing list, and now coaching group that is vacant. Well, what is it time for them to get on the front foot and say, hey, this is where we're currently going. We're resetting, whatever the story might be, but just to put it on the agenda to take out all the myths and stories around it. Well, absolutely. Someone's got to speak from that footy club. I mean, press release isn't going to get the job done. Mm. Jared, one for you on Monday. Yes. Let's get they Ben Amartya on the CEO or, or yep. Ben Buckley or one of them. Especially if they do have a 
cunning plan, it probably is time to articulate it you, you to, have to, you have to, to calm come. people down. Absolutely. Is, is Baldrick on the board or something? <laughs> rapid fire questions for Rapid Tune. They'll keep you moving. Rapidtune.com.au. So our elimination finals today. Pickers, as you depart crunch time, who are you picking? I'm Secure going, the Bulldogs? No, I'm, I will go for the dogs. I picked them earlier in the week. I, I am feeling a little bit closer towards St Kilda, though. No, I'm going with the dogs. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it unfolds. Crunch time for Beaumont Tiles, exclusive bathroom packages from Beaumont's foreground the lot and identifiers specialising in asbestos, mould, air quality and environmental services. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.